Welcome to Cancer Out Loud, the cancer care podcast, a show featuring conversations with people living with cancer, caregivers, survivors, loved ones, and the bereaved. Cancer Out Loud illuminates topics like self-advocacy in the face of barriers to care, end-of-life arrangements, meaning-making, and how personal relationships are impacted by cancer. This podcast is produced by Cancer Care, the leading national organization providing free professional support services to anyone affected by cancer. All cancer experiences are complex. They are nuanced, ever-evolving, and even sometimes contradictory. Our experiences are our own. That's what makes them remarkable. In this bonus episode of Cancer Out Loud, we asked current and future guests to describe their cancer experience in one word. Here's what they had to say. You know, this is this is a kind of a challenging question, but what is one word that you would use to describe or shed light on your cancer experience? And you can think about it. One word, what would it be and why? Personal. Life-changing. Aceptación. Love. Hope. Passion. Infinite. Advocate. Resiliencia. Gratitude. One word. Who? I mean, I think that life-changing is the only, like the only way to describe it and not necessarily in a bad way. I wouldn't be the person that I am today. I wouldn't have done the things that I have done in the past 11 years if I hadn't received a cancer diagnosis and I would not change it because I think that I've gained a lot of knowledge. I've helped a lot of people. I hopefully will help more along the way. And it made me a more creative person. The one word that I guess I would use to describe caregiving would be personal. Being a caregiver is a personal thing. Having a relationship with the person that you're looking after, your loved one, or whoever it is that you are taking care of is something that I don't want to say you're also fighting a battle, but you are personal one-on-one with them more than anyone else is. So whatever that looks like, whether it's doctor's appointments, whether it's we're just dealing with things normally, you know, it's a very personal thing. And you're bathing this person, you're grooming this person, you're the person that goes with them to appointments and helps them without their daily lives. And, and oftentimes you're the person that they lash out to. Aceptación. Aceptación. Hay que aprender a aceptar esto. O sea, esto hay que aceptarlo, hay que asumirlo y, y, y tenerlo ahí, luchar con eso, que eso va, eso se, eso se va a ir. Pero aceptarlo, no, no decir por qué, hacerse preguntas, por qué me dio a mí, por qué lo tengo. Es una enfermedad como cualquier otra que puede llegar a tu vida. Hay que aceptarla, hay que tratarla y tú tienes que ir de la mano con tu, con la medicina, con la ciencia y con, como te digo, y con la fe en Dios de que vas a salir en eso. Y hay que aceptarlo. ¿Qué nos ganamos con hacernos tantas preguntas? ¿Por qué? ¿Por qué? ¿Por qué? O sea, no vas a tener una respuesta. Pues acéptalo y, 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 y vamos, vamos a luchar. One word that would encapsulate my cancer experience and cancer care. Impossible to do it in one word. 
and impossible to separate my cancer experience from cancer care. But I think I would have to say gratitude. Both have made my life so much richer, not without cost, two different chapters. They are one and the same, but both have made my life so much richer. The reason why I would say hope is everything I went through, everything I've been able to overcome, the odds against me, the challenges, the near-death experiences. I want my message and story to give hope to people who are in a similar situation or feel like there's no way out of their situation right now. I want to give them hope in that current struggle that they might be going through. And that's been a vital part of my life is like help one person every day. Maybe it's opening a door for somebody. Maybe it's actually going out of my way and just like, you know, saying hi to somebody and it makes their day. Or it could be going out of my way and helping a cancer survivor or a patient. But by giving back to one person every day, not only brings hope into their day, but it continuously brings happiness and joy. And it actually brings a meaningful purpose into your life as well. So and that's it, HOPE. Just a cool acronym to maybe consider. The word that I've chosen to capture my cancer experience is advocate. I accessed every supportive care person I could in the hospital and outside the hospital. The chaplain, the social worker, the art therapist came in. We made murals on the walls of the hospital room. The music therapist I invited in and I wrote songs about my AML experience and intentional and continuing counseling so I could unpack what was happening with a companion, palliative care. And I was inviting this, I was advocating for this. And I, I asked so many questions. I was doing what I needed to do, advocating for myself. Information is power. I've heard that for years and years. But to give you an example, Seattle Cancer Care Alliance, there's the Pike Place Market there and crowds of people. So a guy had a two-wheel cart and he was pushing a whole stack of boxes of fish through the crowd. And the way that he made his way, he, he was just walking briskly and he was saying, hot snakes, no breaks. <laughs> and this experience, I mean, that's what it is at times with AML and in the cancer world to advocate so fully that you're, you're out there saying, of course, with different words, hot snakes, no breaks, you know, just clear the path, I'm, I'm coming through. And of course, to also know that I've got a choice, like having a liver MRI, you go in a tube for about 45 minutes. They actually give you a panic bulb to squeeze if you have to get out of there. I think one of the greatest experiences I have had of freedom is being in that MRI tube, having the ball that I could squeeze to, if I panicked in my left hand and knowing I had a choice that I didn't have to, that I had a choice of how I was going to experience this. And then... Oh man, creativity, huh. uh, that is for me essential. You come at your cancer experience just clinging to those memories of what normal used to be or what life used to be. And yes, that's necessary. We need to grieve. We need to experience that loss at the same time. 
to imagine what is what can be and to get into that creative zone looking forward. One day, I pushed the nurse call button and I said we needed to get the bed out of the room. And oh man, there was a flutter. They had to go up through the ranks to see who could authorize that. But by the time about an hour was done and the conversation had gone around through all the chain of command, we got that bed out of the room. And for, for those few hours, I, I had changed my environment. I, I became in the, the person that I needed to be and who I am. So I think as an AML patient survivor, my life is gonna go where my eye goes, where my heart goes, where I am, am focused and where I'm headed. Resiliencia, porque esta sensación de haber superado ya la parte más dura de todo este proceso es la sensación de, de haber sido fuerte, de haber... Hay, hubo, hubo días en los que no me sentía fuerte para nada, pero en perspectiva miro hacia atrás y digo, wow, yo sí fui fuerte, fui muy fuerte y... y, y y, y logré recuperarme, logré que mi mente no me jugara una mala pasada y, y, y me simplemente decidiera no hacer nada. Creo que fuerza es pues enfrentarte a eso. Yo te, le tenía mucho miedo a los tratamientos y, y ahora mirando hacia atrás creo que fui muy fuerte. Creo que, creo que lo he superado, creo que que todo eso además me dejó la enseñanza de cuán fuerte puedo ser y cuán decidida puedo llegar a ser cuando quiero que algo mejore. Tú puedes ayudarte con buena nutrición, te puedes ayudar con algunas cosas, pero la medicina y, y los tratamientos van a ser la mayor parte para curarte el cuerpo. La parte emocional es en donde tú tienes más influencia, diría yo. Y por eso creo que, que resiliencia es la palabra que yo usaría. Creo que me adapté, creo que resistí, que fui fuerte y pues ahora tengo toda esa experiencia. Creo que... Creo que Viéndolo en perspectiva, creo que fui muy fuerte y eso, eso me hace sentir orgullosa de mí porque, vamos, a, 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 inmediatamente después de mi tratamiento yo tenía miedo hasta de tomar duchas. Pensaba que me iba a caer y que me iba a abrir la cabeza otra vez. Perdón que lo diga así tan gráfico, pero era, era un miedo que yo tenía. Fue, fue, fue duro superar el miedo de las, las primeras semanas. Cuando ya finalmente caí en cuenta, oh, wow, tengo cáncer. No es algo que le está pasando a otra persona, es algo que me está pasando a mí. O sea, cuando caí en cuenta de eso, pues el miedo se apoderó de mí. Luché contra ese miedo. Ahora que lo veo en perspectiva, creo que, creo que luché contra ese miedo. Maybe that's infinite. <laughs> Yeah, because there are so many possibilities to live your life in a different way that is more meaningful, more fulfilling. And 
helps them to establish the newness, the new beginnings of their life versus, you know, the other, which is, oh, my life is, is coming to an end. No, your life is, you're ushered into this new beginning. So you are limitless. You are li literally infinite. You can go any direction to, of your choosing. And that's the beauty of this particular journey. But you have to believe it. I would have to say love because that was what guided me through my experience with Johnny and cancer. Grief is a form of love. How we continue to love someone after they've departed from this earth. When Johnny was in the hospital, he'd gone through some proton radiation therapy. He had like one round of chemo, but the doctors were really kind of hesitant to give him more because they didn't really think that anything was working. The tumor wasn't really responding. Eventually, one of the nurse practitioners was trying to kind of be real with him and talk about end-of-life decisions, I guess. The other doctors hadn't been so clear with him, so he said, like, why are you, why are you asking this? And she said, because the tumor is still growing. That meant that the treatment wasn't working and he probably wasn't going to get better. And so that reality sort of finally hit him. And I remember I was just kind of like kneeling by his bed. And once that sunk in for him, he just looked at me and was just like, darling, I love you. And I was just like, I love you. And that's all we said. We didn't talk about like, oh, what's going to happen now or anything. Like, all we had to say was, I love you. And that just made me realize even more that love is really all that mattered because in that like most profound moment, like that was all we had to say. Thanks for listening to Cancer Out Loud, the Cancer Care Podcast. Cancer Care is the leading national nonprofit organization providing free professional support services, including case management, counseling, support groups, educational resources, and financial assistance to anyone affected by cancer. You can visit us online at cancercare.org or call our toll-free Hope Line at 800-813-HOPE. That's 800 800- 813-4673 to speak with a master's prepared oncology social worker.